0: Welcome to another edition of Pod Jerky. I'm your host, Tom. And on today's episode, we are joined by the host of the SJ Child Show, author for SJ Child's Books for Children, in an autism advocate support group, Sarah Gulliher Bradford. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me, Tom.
0: So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? I gave a brief rundown just right now. Um, Give us just a little bit of a background info on who you are and what you do.
1: Yeah, definitely. I'm from Utah. I'm a mother of three and uh, married. Um, I am... The mom of three children with autism, and my husband also has autism. So I just have a really unique perspective and view. and That's why I'm an autism advocate. And um, I started writing children's books to just help teach children to have inclusion, and kindness to others. And they're all about different types of special needs and how to support those needs. And then that led me to the podcast and sharing my messages. And uh, my uh, podcast motto is bringing value to families through education. So if you're looking to, you know, uh, get some family education about lots of different subjects, you can check that out.
0: Okay, so you did mention that you have three children who are on the spectrum. Your, your husband is also on the spectrum. When did you find out? I think I did a little bit of reading on you as well. And I don't think you guys knew that your husband was on the spectrum originally. And you found out later on down the road. How did that come to be?
1: So it was about year five of my after my son had been diagnosed. And we were going to a, a neuropsych to have our son have his IQ tested. And while we were there, well, before we were there, rather, I had to fill out one of the forms that you do is called an ADOS test, which is an autism uh, scoring sheet, basically or <laughs> pamphlet. And so I was going through this this test, and it just all started <clears throat> occurring to me how much of it matched up with my husband. And um, I had the uh, ability to read his uh a report from his when he was like nine years and he had been diagnosed with uh adhd has dyslexia and so i just brought the information to and sat him down and said uh, you have Aspergers. Like this makes so much sense now, and you know he he thought about it a little bit and embraced me, and yeah, it, it's just so it makes so much sense. It made everything, uh, you know, the similarities between our son and him so much clearer. <laughs> it's like you you don't even see them until you have that perspective. Sometimes and so you're like, oh my gosh, that is so much alike. And then with our daughters, um, it wasn't until um, our Oldest is twenty-one and youngest is nine. And so with our twenty-one year old, we had just spent a long time, about three years probably, going through counselor to counselor to therapist. Nobody ever had an answer. Nobody could ever gave her a diagnosis or anything. Um, and you know, now that I've learned so much more about how autism presents infils rather than I see what we missed. I see the signs that could have you know, gotten her a little bit of support or understanding, if anything else. And so, with our youngest nine now, we now learning about kind of what female autism presents as. Now we see, yes, it, it is also clear in our youngest who also has to see like her dad. <laughs> and so yeah, it's just um, a family of shared dysmorphic um, conditions, I think is what it's called.
0: <laughs> yeah, see, like, for, for those of you that listen to my show already, uh, they already know that I do work with uh, special needs kids. Uh, I work with children on the spectrum, I'm in the school board, and uh, that's my everyday job. Um, back, you know, I'm in my 40s now. So back when I was younger, uh, there wasn't really that diagnosis of having autism, the spectrum wasn't really there. Um, there was another word that we used for it that I'm not going to re- repeat on the show uh, started with an R, everybody knows what it is. Um, but that that word's no longer used uh, today, we have it on the spectrum. But I think there's so many more tools out there to do diagnosis today than there were back, you know, 2530 years ago. Uh, where we still didn't understand everything that was going on today, I think we have a much better understanding of everything that's going on uh, with people that are on the spectrum. Mm
1: -hmm, Definitely. And I think it has a lot to do with a couple of things. Perspective. Number one, um, the internet Having been able to see the wide range of of numbers or people that were saying, hey, I have autism. And number two, families maybe back in further years who um, dismissed or maybe hid those facts or didn't, you know, um, want that it was much more of a stigma rather than it is today, which we're just, you know, kind of celebrating. And um, at least I am, I'm celebrating my family every day. And that's why I'm here to bring that message is that None of those ideas from the past are what I, you know, have in my home. through We're talking about to think in on a genius plane of thinking outside the box, completely without limit and expectations or you know, very literal and, you know, quite honest and loyal. So um, such a great, unique perspective to be able to share. And they all have different challenges and different um, support needed in other areas.
0: Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about when your child were diagnosed um, and and at what age. Um, I don't know how it is different in the U.S. compared to Canada. Uh, I know in Canada, usually they diagnose around the age of four, um, kind of school age. That's kind of when they get the testing done. I know there is testing done in the hospitals as well. Um, But talk to us a little bit about um, how that happens in the U.S. and what the difference is.
1: Yeah, it's so interesting because, you know, he was our, my stepdaughter is 21. is my stepdaughter, so she wasn't biologically mine. So our son was our first biological child. And he was so quiet. So uh, everything was so simple. And we were like, this is just the perfect baby. Like, we don't, we never had experienced anything otherwise, you know, and it was just, it was wonderful. And um, I was an over-enthusiastic um, mother who wanted educated children. And I bought a program called the Your Baby. And I started showing it to him at a very young age, at one month old, in fact. And by the age of one, by 12 months old, he was reading. And he wasn't speaking or making words or anything, but he could trace the words with his eyes. He could put his hands in the air. If it said, raise your hands, things like that. So we could tell he was reading. So um, at about 14, 16 months, we brought the information to our pediatrician. You know, we were there for his checkup. Oh, so exciting. He's reading, look exciting. And the guy just um, said, well, unfortunately, this is where he should be. And he should be making eye contact. He should be making vowel sounds or saying these types of vowels. He should be pointing and engaging. And those were all acts, actions that he's not a part of. And so I want him to go get tested for autism. And of course, you know, that one sentence spins you around on your, makes you rearrange all of your thoughts and expectations, you know, things that you had had planned for your relationship with your child. And um, you just, for me, I just really started uh, gain as much knowledge as I could uh, find out as resources and things like that. And so it was uh, my beginning of my step for advocate for autism all over. Yeah, it's
0: it's very hard because going into it, um, I never worked with any kind of special needs kids. Uh, I just chose this path um, as a decision I made from having my own business. I went into this, and I, I had no experience whatsoever. I had no idea what to expect. I'm a very patient person, and 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 that's really key when working with special needs kids. And uh, I went into it and I just, you know, I absolutely love it. I love walk, uh, working with these kids every day. Um, we just started our new year. We met our student uh, today, like the student that I'm going to be working with this year. I met him for the first time today. Uh, it was a little bit rough. Uh, grade nine student that started today in high school, first day of high school. Uh, he went off really, really bad, flipped the desk mm-hmm. over and attacked. But I was like, you know, I still stayed in that patient mind because you yeah. have to having see him come into a new setting a new school new people that he's got to meet and it gets overwhelming for them and you can tell that there's anxiety there and it it was really tough but you know what you still got to stay with that and and uh, a lot of people don't understand that with with that uh, like a special needs person
1: and you know with the great unique perspective we have of my husband being um, on the spectrum as well you know the patient's level he's able to give all of our children really but especially our son when he has I mean we were just in the car you know 25 30 minutes ago and he got angry about you know something that seemed little to us but angered him his sister humming a song and he he was kicking and she's in a cast she's in a leg cast and we're holding you know I'm driving he's holding everyone back but you know, you learn, he's 11 now. And so there's, it's been a, almost a decade that I've been an advocate and, and I've learned so much being a parent, obviously, and how to help my child de-escalate in those, um, how to help us all as a family, like work together in the same kind of fashion so that it's more uniform for everyone to, when they calm down it's like that. So it's not like you're grounded, you go to your room. Okay. You just be quiet. You know, it's, it's very like, okay, deep breaths. Everybody takes deep breaths. You know, it's, it's more like a whole, um, a wholeness of family approach with love and compassion. Um, no punishments. We don't do punishment. We, that's just, and if there's not, not boundaries. That's not what that means. It just means we don't believe that there is, that our children's minds are intentionally out for the needy punished. And that's, you know, I I hope that that people understand that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you're, you um, are an advocate for autism. Can you tell us a little bit about that? What you do for that?
1: Oh gosh. Yeah. So I um, started an advocacy support group called autism advocacy support group on Facebook. We're up to about 500 members, which is, amazing. And in that group, I mean, the families are just incredible. And the amount of community service that I've been able to is unbelievable. Um, we have, you know, donated our, our books. We've donated, I did a fundraiser uh, not too long ago to create Autism Vehicle Safety, in which there a e-profile I have a little bit of one right here. There's a profile that you fill out that has all of the child's information on it or individual. Um, and then we have these um, little commits that show different ways to somebody that might have autism um, and just give the emergency responders uh, a better way to help if that were to if that that happened. And then we've also provided a sticker that goes onto the vehicle that ties it all. It says, first responder, there's, you know, an individual in the vehicle that has autism, please look at their individual profile to more about their, um, and then we've, um, donated, like I said, I did a fundraiser, and we've donated 70 kits already to family, um, all over the place, so I'm so happy, you know, to be involved in that with, uh, one lady that is also involved in autism her and I are working with a local children's hospital to help them with their uh emergency department in their triage section to send up a sensory um and like emergency responder training we're trying to you know do that in our community and and help people with those types of of needs um but most of all the families I mean when a family member mom new you know dad reaches out to me and says i really need resources i need help whether it's a child or an adult with autism a part of me <laughs> is probably the humanitarian always takes a step back and helps that person Just puts my puts myself aside for a second to really help out because i was there and i you know, would have wanted, or I'm so grateful for those who took the time out to help me to give me that information to help me get that little extra. And so, yeah, I always make time to, to do those for family.
0: That's very nice. That's, that's really, really cool. Um, I mean, I, I did one of those at school kind of like, I mean, I started one for our kids, Um, that I I kind of got like this information sheet but I I was hammering home the fact that you know you have to write it down yourself so I would put like (laughs) your name your your phone number mom's name dad's name Because I said, you know what, if they ever got lost or got out of the school and went into public, and, you know, they're nonverbal, and they had come in contact with like somebody outside of the school, they'd be able to give that information to them on their own without having it like, you know, it's not like they're gonna have their backpack running. So, you know, I created this sheet for them so that it was just in their head. And uh Hopefully, I mean, that's worked. Um, yes. Hopefully these kids have not actually run away or got out <laughs> or anything. But at the end of the day, the goal is to have them know that information just in case something like that does happen.
1: Yeah, definitely. No, it's so important. And people take that, imp- that uh, not even for granted. They just don't know. They just don't realize that that's something they should be thinking.
0: Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I do have two more questions that well, yeah. before we get to the, the books. Um, <laughs> I don't know how it is in the States compared to Canada again. Um, how do your kids get support in the school system?
1: So school system has been tricked. School system was wonderful from preschool to first grade. As soon as the first grade started, um, the problem started to come in. He started leaving the school and then the school started to blame him as a six year old non verbal child. And so that's when I knew that they weren't going to get a second chance, my child, in public. And so I took him out of school, and I've been homeschooling him. Now, the thing about DJ is his name, is that he has, like I said, he started reading at one. Um, By the age of three, we did realize that he had a photographic. And so I, I super propelled him into academics and education. And he is now 11 going on like probably 11th grade, (laughs) 10th or 11th grade. So he's super, and I'm sure much further than that in in some subjects he could probably take a professor on any day and then in, in some subjects and it's the incredible power of his brain and the schools weren't able to match that ability with their teachers um and so that's okay like I took you know the burden if you will on myself to become the smarter mom and uh and that's you know the, the price of it. Now with our daughter, she's, you know, a lot younger and she went to a charter school for a couple of years. Um, but we had, I had uh, kind of hinted to them that I thought they, that she might have dyslexia and I'd like her to be tested. Uh, but they refused to do that because of her kind and her ability to communicate on an intelligent, educated level, even though her letters were backwards. <laughs> so it it just kind of is like, you got to look at the real details here teachers not what you think might be the case but the real details and so within the pandemic and everything happening brought her home and through the same online school system her brother's been we were able to just get her right in have this teacher available who also has two autistic sons so it makes us like the perfect teacher, teacher pair, <laughs> you know, it's so wonderful. So now we can, now my daughter's getting the tutoring she needs and getting the, the help and support she needs right off the bat. Like I didn't even have to, you know, I just had to write one sentence out and the school we'd been with, with my son was just like, absolutely, Sarah, what do you need? Let us help you out. So, yeah.
0: So do do they have actual like support in the classrooms with the teachers? Like right now, like I'm an uh, an education assistant. So we're actually the support for the teachers and we do, um, in high school right now, I'm actually in my own classroom, uh, with another, uh, CYW, which is a child, the youth care worker. And, uh, there's two of us in there with two uh, other kids who okay. can't be in other classrooms mixed with the other kids because either of violence or, yeah. uh, medical reasons or whatever it is. And then in uh, elementary school, usually what we have is they're called ME classes. We have it in high school as well, which is mild exceptionalities, um, and that's the classroom that they're in. And then there's multiple EAs, um, education assistants in those classrooms that'll help out with just uh, the special needs kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there something like that in the, the U.S. school system as um, well?
1: Yeah, I think so. But I think that there's inundated number of students with autism and with ADHD and, um, you know, as you well know, undiagnosed children who um, not to any offense to the teacher, but might be hard for the teacher to not, you know, they, they don't have a diagnosis. They're not getting the services they need. They don't, the teacher can't give them the services unless that there's a diagnosis in place. So it makes it really difficult. Um, And I mean, as soon as the, uh, as soon as that happened with us, I turned my back on our schools to tell you, that, and I have not had much faith in a sense. I don't know like in the future, what that's going to look like. If my, you know, uh, right now, I don't even feel safe letting my daughter go back to her charter school. That's, you know, we'll wait everything out. And then, you know, if everything's bright and sunny at the end and schools are back in and everything, maybe we'll, um, you know, look into some more options, those that are more appropriate, you know, now that it's 10 years later, There are so many more schools in our area that are just autistic schools or just, um, you know, neurodiverse kind of classes and, and programs, so some options to go through. Yeah, yeah
0: it, it seems like a different system. Uh, I mean, you you you're not with uh, what we do here. I'm not with what you do there. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, it's it's uh, difficult to say. I only know what's going on over here. So, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> definitely. Yeah.
0: So, I was listening to another show that you were on, and I heard you talk about casein, and and which is an ingredient in milk. And we actually did one of the episodes that we did on autism uh, earlier in our podcast. We're coming up on episode hundred soon. Oh, congratulations! Uh, thank you so uh we actually did an episode and by no means are we doctors or you know anything absolutely. like that but absolutely. uh can you talk a little bit about uh the benefits of casing yeah. with your son that you yeah. uh, found
1: absolutely really early on like i said as soon as i got the diagnosis i dove right in and i used to be a medical research um for an, and so i dove right and did the research, understood what I was reading because I understood the medical terms of it. And somebody had led me to a website that um, promoted a gluten in free diet, and that it would help um, the inflammation in both the neuropaths and the gut. Um, and so, in my research, I thought, okay, well, why? Like, why would that be the case? And so, I did some pretty heavy research. Like I said, I'm not a scientist, not a doctor, but what from what my I understood was that. It, the proteins, because casein is a protein and so is gluten. they're both were causing inflammation in my son's pathways to be able to speak. And as soon as we took the casein and the dairy out of the system, he started speaking probably within one or two weeks. And he wasn't just speaking, you know, he doesn't speak fluently now, but he's like spoke like 50 words. He said, all of the words from the reading program that he'd been watching for so many years, you know, or I guess for just three years, three and a half years, but he's, he was finally the, you know, chimpanzee monk, like banana, like all these random words. Um, but it was amazing. And so about six weeks later, probably I waited until I did the gluten-free diet and in a matter of the same, well, different um, things happened, but we got the same positive um, thing that He stopped stimming as much as he He would spin circles and hum and not make eye contact and flap his arms and stomp his feet for hours and hours and hours. And we would have to cushion his room off. We just could put cushions all around the room because he would just spin into the walls everywhere, go all all over the place. And without that gut inflammation, most of that stopped. Most of that stim stopped. Um, you know, still has stemming behaviors, um, that is coping and, you know, over when he gets stressed or overstimulated things like that, but the actual, like existing <laughs> isn't so hard for him anymore on a regular daily basis. So, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, I know. Like we did a little bit of research on it as well. Um, but like I said, we're not doctors. Um <laughs> before anybody else tries to do this, whoever's listening, please do your own research or consult your, you know, physician. This worked for you. Uh it might yeah. not work for somebody else. Um Absolutely. but uh yeah, do your research before getting into that. Just a little bit of a um warning there, just so that nobody just says, Hey, we are listening to Pod <laughs> Turkey and they said this worked, so we tried it out, right? <laughs> Yeah. exactly yeah okay so uh, why don't you talk a little bit about your books I know you have we're limited time here just because I started late because I had some computer oh, issues today um, but yeah talk a little bit how you got yeah. into the books and I believe you have seven of them written for the child's yes. books the children's mm-hmm. books yeah
1: Yep, six about special needs and one special one that my daughter um, illustrated herself and published when she was eight, she's nine now. So yeah, really special for for her to be able to do that. Uh, The book started uh, about... Eight years ago, uh, just as a hobby, I have a a physical difference called outer ear micro. I have really little ears, little tiny. And so I, my children were also with that same heredity and I was bullied as a kid, as a teenager and as an adult. When somebody in the grocery store yelled, hey, little ears, I realized "Oh, there's no hope <laughs> and I need to help society realize that's not okay. Um, and so I wrote a book for my daughter to help her accept her differences and be proud of them and really just kind of move from that space rather than the fear or the um You know, self and self worth, self confidence that comes, Uh, and then it just propelled into so much more because responded to it, they loved it, and so I decided, okay, this message is working. I can do this with autism. I have a book about Down syndrome, dyslexia, uh, and anxiety. I have two books about autism. One that's about DJ the bear with autism, and about his favorite time of the year, which is time and DJ goes to meet Santa. So yeah, some really just great educational books for um, elementary age kids and uh, their families, teachers, you know, really helps kids to support their peers with special needs, because just a little bit of knowledge turns fear into understanding for kids. Certainly.
0: Yeah. So for those of you that want to take a look at these books, I'm just going to read them off really quickly. You have Anna the Kitten, a book about physical differences. Anna's ABC book. Uh, DJ the Bear Goes to See Santa. Uh, DJ to the Bear, a book about a bear with autism. Uh, Doug the Dyslexic Duck. Jack the Dog, a book about Down syndrome. Uh, And Wiley the Worried Worm, a book about anxiety. Did I get them all?
1: Yes, yes.
0: Okay, good, good. Um, so tell everybody where they can find those books if yeah. they're looking to get them.
1: Yeah, sjchilds.org. Uh, there is an online store. If you want the collection, there is a coupon code on there. So please feel free to do that. Um, yeah, and you can also find information for the show which is probably going to fit in the next 2 minutes or not or so <laughs> so yeah um the sg child show the podcast is on all audio podcasts and also on youtube so we have both a both sections available on the website yeah.
0: Awesome. Um, so, are there any more social media channels that they can find you on Instagram, Twitter, everywhere? Yeah. I'm
1: not much on Twitter, but I am on TikTok, on um, Instagram, Facebook, SJ Childs or the SJ Childs Show. Uh, yeah, and you can find all of our links there. We're almost up to ten thousand on TikTok, so come and follow us and help us. We're having a ten thousand follower get giveaway, giving away silver coin so nice. I mean come and join and sign up <laughs>
0: definitely definitely so everybody go and check that out I want to say thank you very much for coming on the thank show you. for those of you that don't know this was our third attempt at this we just had some <laughs> issues in between both of us uh different times. so uh, but it was great to have you on and I'd love to connect again and do this uh, another show about this because this was a great conversation I always like talking about this stuff um, it, it just, uh, something that resonates with me because I do work with the kids as well. And, uh, I always enjoy talking about it. Right. Um, so whenever you want to come back on or have Yay. me on the show there, then we'll that do too. another one, uh, Definitely. and we'll get that going for sure. So, uh, that's going to wrap up today's episode. Uh, I want to say thank you again for joining us on today's show you can find pod jerky on instagram and twitter at pod jerky you can also find us on our link tree that's l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e forward slash pod jerky and you can find us on bite size that's b-y-t-e-s-i-z-e dot m-e forward slash pod jerky as always stay safe be kind to each other and we will see you later pod jerky